The Blokebusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us as well as other fine shows such as The Guy Huddle, Language of Bromance, and Dave's Nerd Compendium at podbros.com and on Twitter at Podbros Network. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Blokebusters Podcast. Welcome to episode 60 of the Blokebusters Podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. And as always, do follow us on Twitter at Blokebusters, Facebook.com slash Blokebusters, email us at BlokebusterPodcast at gmail.com, mm-hmm. and check out our little website at Blokebusters.webs.com. It's a nice little oasis on the internet there. Right. Great stuff. Now, we will be talking about The Ridiculous Six in this episode, but... First episode of the new year, we want to get some stuff out of the way. Yes, some uh, housekeeping here. Yeah. Uh, we are playing with a bit of a new format, partially due to a little bit of personal stuff that's going on. But uh, Hey, I'm excited about this, Paul. So. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, <laughs> I, I've been thinking about it for a while, and uh, uh, some events have happened mm-hmm. that kind of pushed it forward for me. So what we're going to do is every month we're going to be doing one new release, which will be very interesting for us because we're going to have some serious discussions <laughs> about which Come one Come summer, that's going to be very difficult. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're really going to have to nail them down there. Uh-huh. Uh, we're also going to be doing a new addition to Netflix from the previous month. Mm-hmm. So it you know, could be anything, really. We're just going to see what was added in the which, entire month and then pick one. sadly led me to watching Ridiculous <laughs> Yes. Yes. I, so I am, on that, I, I have a bone to pick. But. Yes, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> and then we're also going to be trying as hard as we can to do two Film for Thought episodes a month as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and seriously, send in any ideas you might have or comments or anything. And you know, if we like constructive, it, if you can, yes, just yes. stop the podcast. Or yes, you know. <laughs> yeah. we've had enough of those. Thanks uh, a lot, mom. Uh, it's enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anything you send in, we'll we'll talk about, and either we'll do just that, or we'll see if we can tweak it and do that. Like you know, we're, we're willing to try anything, really. So pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, so the only other thing to say, other than just we hope that you enjoy this new kind of format we're going to be trying for this year is obviously we haven't done a star wars review what no what is this space (laughs) battle film you speak of i know yeah it uh, just reeks of star trek copycatism (laughs) to me Uh, but no same director yeah we, we haven't done a full review, but we thought it would be remiss of us if we didn't at least talk about. We it need a bit to here. mention the highest grossing <laughs> film of all time. Yes, not adjusted <laughs> for inflation the, yet. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. but, but uh, will be. Yeah, yeah, chances are it'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yes, did you like it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> very much so. Okay. Uh, I went opening night uh, Thursday. That must have been interesting. Twelve thirty a.m. Uh, in Easton, <laughs> right. uh, which uh, for those outside of the area is a large shopping center, very uh, large, very yeah. large shopping center. Yeah, and uh, so with a very excited crowd, um, <laughs> cheers at the uh, the music. Mm-hmm. And cheers at the opening scroll. The and, very short opening scroll. I yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it has been a bit long in the past, um, <laughs> especially when you're waiting for the bomb that is Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know the scroll was the best part, but <laughs> I would have enjoyed it a little more. Yeah. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Force Awakens, yeah, it was, that night was so much fun. Um, I would put it with, I was trying to think if it was better. I'm going to mark it equal to my Pacific Rim experience as far as okay. what I think going to the movies is all about. Popcorn and... And, and great crowds. And great crowds, feeling the energy in the room. Uh, what what you can't get with video on demand or 
Netflix or anything yeah. like that. Um, unless you have a giant home theater set up or something. Yeah, but even then, like there, that's people you know. Yeah, you know, you are presumably aren't inviting strangers no. in to watch with yeah. you. <laughs> uh, uh, tangent already. Have you heard the news that Pacific Rim Two has been shelved indefinitely? Yep. <laughs> you had to do this on air. I know. I, <laughs> you had to break my heart I, on air. I did, I did. I'm Indefinitely. Sorry. Indefinitely. They have no idea if they're going to go back to Funding it. issues? Um, possibly, but also... Or contracted. Well, Guillermo del Toro has been uh, attached to another project that I think is coming out either next year or the year after. Okay. And the studio either doesn't want to do it without him... Or wasn't sure about doing it anyway, and Guillermo del Toro was like the the guy really pushing for it. Mm-hmm. So it's just been put up somewhere, and maybe they'll get um, to it. If Ridiculous Six could exist, <laughs> Pacific Rim Two better fucking exist. No, yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I I'm sure it will get made. I just unfortunately at this point we have there no is idea no justice in this world. <laughs> Hashtag making a murderer. All right, uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> they will get around that. Uh, Star right. Wars. Yes. Uh, so Wars. yes, amazing theater experience when I've gone ad nauseum about my horrible theater experiences yeah. on this podcast. Yeah, well, uh, I, I think opening night for something like this, yes, you're not going to get getting any... the fan, Yes, you're getting the people that want to be there, especially 12.30 in the morning when I didn't get <laughs> to my own home by 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I saw it like a week later, right? and then I have just seen it three days ago mm-hmm. in this beautiful theater in my town of Delaware, The Strand. Ah, yeah, uh, I do like that theater. Yes, beautiful old theater, yeah. Um, yeah, and that was a unique kind of experience on its own. Mm. Um, so in the middle of the afternoon, it was great. Popcorn yeah. and movie, ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, always good up there. Um, but yes, as far as the film goes, I was very happy with... Uh, the, the story, um, I think the acting was amazing. The newcomers, Boyega yeah. and Ridley, mm-hmm. um, terrific. And BB-8 as well. And B- oh my, <laughs> yes, of course. BB-8 goes without saying, the most adorable droid in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take that, Jar Jar. I know you're not a droid, but yeah. Um, so yes, film's awesome. Your crit- Critics say, yeah, it rehashes a little bit... You know, too much, but I thought it was the perfect blend of nostalgia. It, it kind of had to. Things, yeah, and stuff that's fresh. Um, whereas The Lost World, I felt, was solely based on nostalgia. Which um, worked for that franchise. Yes, which works for that franchise, but didn't yeah. work enough for me. Yes. Yes. You can go and listen back to that podcast. <laughs> um, but I was very happy with this. Uh, I do want to briefly mention, before I turn it over to you, um, the... Merchandising of this film. Merchandising, merchandising. Yes. Where the real um, money for the so, movie is made. <laughs> so, congratulations first to the filmmakers, everyone involved, for having a female protagonist. Uh, <laughs> that is a strong character. Um, I think I know where this is going. I hope, I hope no people want to get any uh, dolls or toys or action figures or play any, sets any for the kids featuring that character because yeah. you won't find her. Um, because <laughs> if you see, I put something on Facebook and on Twitter of a poster and it's Boyega in the front. Yeah, Ridley kind of in the background. Uh, or not Ridley, it's Ray. Sorry, yeah. I'm using her. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ray and Finn. Yeah, I was mixing. Up. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, they're redoing the Monopoly game because Darth Vader was in the Force Awakens <laughs> one, and he's not even in this movie. <laughs> Don't even say his helmet because that's not him. Yeah, uh, yeah but he's not even in this. She isn't. Or yeah, she wasn't she, even in there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And like for someone that has nieces um, and where uh, strong female leads are really hard to come by, I mean, yeah. my nieces are all look up to. Or into Frozen, which is great because that actually had two strong female characters. It did, um, but I think she's such a great example, uh, Ray. And I would yeah. have just like that. So I, you know, use hashtag Where's Ray? This happened on um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Where's Gamora? Yeah. And what was the other one? Shoot! Oh, there was yeah. another character I, I, that I'm blanking yeah. on right now. A female character, but yeah. Where that kind of took uh, yeah, it, took to Twitter. But I mean, it seems to it's me just like frustrating it, for it, me. It would be as if an an aliens playset came out and Ridley wasn't anywhere to be found. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh well, sorry. 
Well, yeah, I mean, if this was a male protagonist, Ripley. you would see the toys everywhere. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, just the sexism of the marketing is the only disappointing thing of the whole <laughs> experience for yeah. me. Yeah, but I, uh, oh, yes, I, I was just going to say, I, I did mean Ripley. I said Ridley, which is the director. Which, uh, we're, <laughs> yes, we're all, there's so much crossover with, uh, yeah, Daisy Ridley and yeah, Ridley yeah. Scott. Daisy Ridley Scott. Okay, great Wheel of Fortune uh, yes. before and after. Um, and I had one... Yes, I don't know. I've lost. Yeah. I've yeah. lost my marbles. Yeah, uh, hook reference. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing it with the lost, 19, lost, 1990s. <laughs> and shockingly, a reference I fully understood. <laughs> yes, sadly. All right. So, so I am going to start my side of it, and I'll try and keep it short. Mm-hmm. Since we need yeah, to get along. Yes. Uh, but I have seen the film once. Mm-hmm. I saw it on the second of January. And I went up to the Marcus Theatre. Mm. You are a big fan of Marcus Theatre. Love that theatre. And when I went to see it, again, this is January 2nd. Mm-hmm. This was, uh, I believe it was 1.30 in the afternoon. We got there. The only tickets available were in the front row. And we're there waiting for another couple to come up. And we're going to be sitting together. So they turn up, we get to the kiosk, and we're buying the tickets, and as we're buying the tickets, the two sections in the middle disappear, mm-hmm. and then the section next to that disappears. Okay. So we bought, front row, far right, those four <laughs> seats, I sat in the furthest right seat. Fantastic. <laughs> and I really like this film. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it, it is not so impact on my film. Yeah. Going uh, you had to ice your neck for two days. I, I, and, I, I had yeah. the slight neck. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it it was really good. I go on record as saying I was not the biggest fan of the original mm-hmm. trilogy. I only enjoyed the prequels because I liked seeing the graphics and like the look and all that. The actual story was terrible, but... Yeah, at mm. least the graphics at the time were really good. Now they're shit. Now they're yeah, that's, which is why you use models. <laughs> yeah, just do not hold up. Yes. And then yeah, this film just knocked it out of the park. I mean, J.J. Abrams does really well. I've heard people saying that he does really well at like first films. Or mm-hmm. and again, he did really well here. He was able to draw from uh, New Hope. Um, yeah, yeah uh, to draw enough from that so it, I guess people that weren't that knowledgeable of the original trilogy would have a similar experience to the people that first went when that came out and then also enough of a nod to the original trilogy that would entertain people that were big fans and then more than enough new stuff in there and great comedy bits. Yes, <laughs> it was such a gr- yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. It was <laughs> but, such a great blend of humor yeah, and I mean, drama. Th- uh, I think the biggest laugh in the screening I went to. There's a point where Kyle Ren gets just a, a little mad, j- mm-hmm. j- just a little. Okay. Um, and yeah. these two stormtroopers come walking around the corner, mm-hmm. and all you see is from outside, and you just hear this crashing and smashing, mm-hmm. and one of them just kind of stops the other one. They look at each other and turn around and go back away. <laughs> yeah, that was a great laugh opening night. Yeah, that um, Boyega killed it in this too. Um, when he tries to save uh, Max Van Sydow, uh, <laughs> and you know Kylo Ren confronts him. Who talks first? You talk. I talk first. Yeah. You talk first. Oh, oh, uh, you mean um, not Boyega? Uh, the guy that played Poe. Oh, Poe. I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, no, yeah, that's that's a great bit. <laughs> that, and then, uh, yes, and then later I loved, uh, of course, just by and large, I loved um, Ray and Finn's chemistry together. Yeah. Uh, and they're kind of butting heads, but really liking each other, where, you know, he's in the Millennium Falcon, and she's trying to fix it, you know. Yeah. Because that, you know, she's pointing, where I'm pointing, yeah. where I'm pointing. <laughs> yeah. This, that was a great little bit. And All I, of those just kind of flowed yeah. seamlessly. And the thing that kind of made BB-8 the best droid that has ever been in any of the Star Wars ever was 
when Finn gives him the thumbs up and he just gets out that little blame her. Yeah, that that, like, that that endeared him to everybody. That yeah, that, that's something that on the surface would sound like it would be very cheesy, but it just played really worked, well. Worked so well. And then my favorite bit in the entire film is something that shows exactly how much Han had grown over the film. Spoiler, Han is in the film. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> where they get to this planet that's a gigantic Death Star planet and they need to get in and uh, damage it in such a way that it will destroy itself. And they get there and Han just says like, well, what's the plan? And he said, yeah, well, we'll just use the force. And Han just goes, that's not how the force <laughs> works. Yeah. That got a huge laugh as well. <laughs> yeah, he had some good ones too. Yeah, it was uh, very well played, the humor. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, we are intentionally not doing any real spoilery things here. Just because... in case there's someone that has been very busy yeah. with real life things yeah. <laughs> and still wants to see this film. And as well, like um, enough people have gone over it that you've heard multiple people talking about yes. it. We just wanted to give our rough views on the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say it's my favorite Star Wars film. Uh, I was, yeah, I was happy because this was the first film, Star Wars film that I was able to see in the theater and have a good experience right. watching it. Um, <laughs> I'm not counting when the older ones were re-released. Yeah. Um, I'm saying an original first run. <laughs> uh, yeah, theatrical release. I got to see a good Star Wars movie. A yeah. very good Star Wars movie. <laughs> so I was very happy. And yeah. I might go see it a fourth time here before it leaves. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, I'm sure you've got a couple of months before it goes. I'm sure, yeah, yeah which, uh, right. because I think Titanic was in theaters for like six months. Something, Something on those lines. Yeah. Um, and it's already beat that. <laughs> well, and Avatar, yeah. Oh, yeah, but like, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, I think, are there any records left? Uh, other than, uh, what, All Time, maybe, Grossing? Well, All Time, Adjusted for Inflation, is okay. the only thing left, and that's Gone with the Wind, which I think made double what Avatar did, Adjusted for Inflation. Oh. So... I don't know if that should be a real record, though. As I well, mean, that's how exact is that science? Well, quite. <laughs> I, mean, I know, but uh, <laughs> I mean, but it, I don't know. That just doesn't seem like it's. I I'm just going to be interested to see how close. Seems it Seems like gets. there should be more factors taken into it. Is maybe what I'm saying. Then. Uh, oh yeah, probably. I mean, I believe they do adjusted for inflation currency mm-hmm. as well as adjusted for. How much a ticket is like? Well, how much a ticket is? Well, plus other forms of entertainment. Now people don't have to go to the movies. If you wanted to go get entertainment, then you had to go yeah. out to the theater. Yeah. Well, that well that was the thing back then. Gone with the Wind. Like people saw it ten times mm. just because. Like, I mean, it what are you going to go, go like, listen to a, your favorite radio show again? <laughs> no, you're going to yeah, see Gone no, with the Wind. Yeah, no radio reruns there. It was the only way you could rewatch something back then, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I. I think it'll be interesting to see where this goes from here. Mm -hmm. At this point, they've made almost half of the money that they bought the franchise for. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously I'm not taking into account how much it would have cost to make the film, but just in box office, they've made back that money. Yeah, I know we got to move on, but that's another thing. This film looked beautiful. Yep. It looked (laughs) great. I know there are a ton of special effects shots, but... I think they're going to hold up for quite a while. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's not going to be until we are in realistic hologram territory that we look back and say, well, actually, it's not that. Dated. No. Yeah. But, yeah, that like the Millennium Falcon chase scene with the TIE fighters and going through the huge freighter ship like, yeah. looked amazing. Um, yeah. All right. I know All we, right. uh, we're delaying yeah, <laughs> because that's... we don't really want to talk about this next Yeah, there film. might be a reason for this. Okay. <laughs> we're really happy talking about a great film. <laughs> All right, All right, so we're going to completely do a 180 here. Yes, we are. Now, <laughs> The Ridiculous Six. How uh, aptly titled is this film? <laughs> yes. And uh, there were even a couple of roll credit moments in it as well, if you're a CinemaSins fan there. Mm-hmm. Okay. The cast for The Ridiculous Six. Can we just list the people not in this film? That will save us time. <laughs> I know. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> just, just Adam Sandler as Tommy White Knife Stockburn, Terry Crews as Chico Stockburn, and I'm apologizing for mispronouncing this name. I can only assume it's 
Jorge Garcia. Or, yeah, Jorge Garcia. As yeah. Herm Stockburn, yeah. Taylor Lautner as Little mm-hmm. Pete Stockburn, Rob Snyder as Ramon Stockburn, more on him later. <laughs> Luke Wilson as Danny Stockburn, Nick Nolte as Frank Stockburn. Yeah. And... Will Forte, Nick Swartzen, Steve Zahn, <laughs> Julia Jones, Lavelle Crawford, Jared Sandler, Paul Sado, Danny Trejo, Harvey Keitel, Steve Buscemi, go. David Spade, Whitney Cummings, <laughs> John Lovett, Saganor Grant, Norm MacDonald, Chris Parnell, Blake Shelton, Vanilla John Turturro, Vanilla Ice, Dan Patrick, Chris Catan, Linda Murray, and Jackie Sandler. Not to mention all of the other extras <laughs> in this thing. Dear Lord. <laughs> <clears throat> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, apparently Sandler's formula uh, in the ba- recent years is just throw as many people into these movies as you can, and yeah. they'll make some money. And sadly, he is not wrong. <laughs> no, th- uh, this has become, somehow, the most watched film in Netflix history. Because kids are stupid, Paul. Because <laughs> parents put this on for their kids, I, so they don't have to deal with them. Which, <laughs> and this which is I, I feel kind of bad for those <laughs> yeah, kids. Like, because they should be watching, I mean, maybe not necessarily Clockwork Orange, but good films. <laughs> well, yeah, but on top of that, like clearly the parents didn't watch the film before showing it to their kids. There are some things in this. That, oh, well, <laughs> what, what wouldn't you want to take away from this? Blatant racism? Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I think we should probably table that for now. Right, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, at the very least, they'll hear Terry Crews mention the fact that he can play piano with his dick. <laughs> oh, and we get to kind of see that later. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. At, at least they called it back. Yay. Yay. Call back. I get it. He's holding his arms crossed. Oh, and the piano's going. That's clever. <sighs> I Okay, so I had time to watch this Thursday. I wisely went to go see Star Wars <laughs> and put this off as long as I possibly could. And then I fired it up last night. Not tired. Not you know, exhausted or anything. I had to shut it off because I could not take any more. Uh, this this movie's two hours. This movie needs to be eighty minutes long, yep. if that seventy five, preferably. Yeah, <laughs> um, this is two hours. That is longer than some action franchise films. And yeah, it just kept, I checked the runtime and I was at an hour and a half. I said, "I'm calling it. I'm done." Uh, I'm done. Uh, so I'm hoping you finished it. That, see, that was like, oh, do I want to finish this? So I woke up at six thirty this morning, <laughs> delayed and delayed, and then put it on at seven. <laughs> and then I checked the the uh, the ticker, the runtime, whatever you want to call it, three different times <laughs> in that half hour to see how far along I was. Yep. Um, and mercifully, it did end. Uh, oh my gosh, I never, I haven't had to do that in a long time, where yeah. I just could not take any more of the bullshit. I was, I, I just think of the that podcast uh, we promoted, uh, the worst idea of all time. If they did this, they would pure, surely kill themselves. Uh, I think, although, I think they have to. Now, although, so. Sex in the City too is uh, kind of wearing down on them, but. <laughs> or wearing them down, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one is a huge heaping pile of shit. <laughs> In short, that's my review. Okay. Where, where would you like to go from there? Well, shall we at least try and find something we liked? Uh, silver lining, if uh, we can steal a, line, yes. <laughs> a line. Um, I had a couple of times where I genuinely had a little giggle. Right. Uh and then I hated myself and the film for making me do that. Yeah. <laughs> the first, I mean, uh, I should have written them down as they were happening, but the first I remember was a little kid holding up a little tomahawk. Twice. Twice. Or twice, yes. That kind of got a chuckle out of me. Mm. Um, yeah, the fact that they've just made the film with all these people in it and they just reuse the uh-huh. shot. But, <laughs> uh-huh. but the first time, yeah, that it was kind of caught me off guard and that made me kind of smile. Um, that's all that's coming to mind right now. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking personally, I am a John Lovitz fan. Like, yes. The, the way yeah. that the way that he presents himself in his roles and stuff, I enjoy. So he's always yeah. I enjoyed seeing John Lovitz in this mm-hmm. film. Um, not really the rest of them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've seen some things that say Steve Buscemi's character is awful. I think it's not as bad as some of the other things he's done. Like, so he was just kind of an enjoyable 
slow down part of the film where he, he's yeah. just going around just like oh yeah it is like they actually did a way of getting exposition out without too many terrible jokes and then he reads the donkey and then the scene just went downhill from there so <laughs> oh, more donkey shit gags please oh I love yeah. them it, they, <laughs> uh, uh a plot point in this film revolves around donkey diarrhea. I mean, it's just, like, uh, uh, donkey diarrhea. So, wait, have you seen Grown Ups too? I have not. Okay, um, so yes, they traded out moose piss for or deer piss for donkey diarrhea. So he's yeah. gone. Oh, Sandler's up in his game. Well, actually, uh, if you've seen Eight Crazy Nights, which I would hope you I, haven't, uh, I have sadly. Yeah, yes. uh, they, deer poop. Oh, I see. I I don't recall anything other than hating it. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, you mentioned Steve Buscemi. um, Yeah, and it it wasn't terrible. But yes, the worst idea guys have brought this up to. What dirt does Adam Sandler have on him? (laughs) Um, Because it can't be pure friendship that keeps him in his movies. (laughs) I don't know because he's been on an amazingly successful HBO drama. Yeah, uh, Boardwalk Empire. If you don't know, yeah. He doesn't need to do these garbage films anymore. No, I I get the feeling that, like, I have a friend who, if he asked me to be in something, no matter what it is, I would do it. Um, and Even if he had to put on blackface. <laughs> I don't know why my brain uh, was there, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I genuinely don't know, because knowing my friend, like... He wouldn't do that. Okay. <laughs> he said anything, so I was just... <laughs> but, uh, I was kind of just going with I, the, uh, okay, the theme I, of this film. All right. Yeah. I may have to read the script in the head, but... <laughs> exactly. uh, but, yeah. I get, and, your, I get the spirit of what you're saying. And I think, yes. I think that, uh, like, they probably worked together, like, at, either as they were growing up or just when they were both starting out and... They kind of made this. I'm sure they've made this agreement where, like, yeah, anytime you need me on something, just give me a call. <laughs> and I'm sure Buscemi isn't calling Sandler a lot. Like, oh, we really want you in this episode of Boardwalk yeah. Empire to yeah to so, play with some shampoo bottles. Somehow, yeah. I doubt that. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> so I covered the runtime. Oh my god, the runtime. <laughs> didn't that? Uh, didn't you think it should have been over like way before it was over? Yeah, I mean. The weirdest thing is, I don't know what they would have cut. Maybe just cut back on the length of all the jokes. Well, like it's, the, the long running jokes. Well, we're, we're meeting the brothers up until like over an hour into the film. Yeah. Uh, that needed to be taken care of Avenger style, first 40 minutes, or first 30 minutes, 35, whatever. You know, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was. Yeah. It, it I'm took sorry, a long well, time to get going. <laughs> Definitely sad. did. Um, there were some of the worst writing I've ever seen in a film. Or yeah. ever heard, I guess I should say. But, yeah. uh, uh, the lines were so forced. And, and I mean, with the writing and the acting. There I, Was the, there anyone I liked in this movie? I'm trying to think. I I, mean, now, I, I have a conflicting point. Because I liked that... Taylor Lautner, who is basically just known as the dreamy werewolf guy from Twilight, <laughs> yes. was willing to do this. Oh, I to hate, play the Waterboy extra? Yeah, yeah. I hate comedy that derives entirely from this person is stupid. Mm. So you loved <laughs> his character. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, favorite character in the film. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that, this guy, his character is... So stupid. At one point in the film, he is writing a letter and forgets he's writing a letter, expecting his mother to reply to him in his head. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is <laughs> hospitalization stupid. <laughs> yeah. That is, you're not able to walk around under your own no, mental capacity. He would not have survived to that age if he is that stupid. Yeah. Like, not I that don't... we should be going for any sort of uh, realism in this film. No. But. Well, well that, that is something I want to cover as well. So, I was willing, at the very beginning, to go with, okay, Adam Sandler's character has a little bit of a mystical fighting thing out. Kind now of, that I, is some mystical shit, yeah, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, I was Sorry to bury the lead there. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of willing to just be like, okay, this guy's like 
a better fighter and like mm. good like and you know, maybe the idea is they were going for the spirits are guiding him type thing. Like yeah, I'm I was fine with that. And then you saw some of the other people and it's like, Yeah, well like yeah, they really are stretching it here. And then we reach Harvey Keitel's character mm. who gets mm. decapitated mm. Yes. and his body Keeps walks around shooting firing his weapons. Because people are chickens. Yes. <laughs> firing his weapons some of them into his own decapitated head. And then he falls to the ground and then fires a couple more shots. And then yeah. that's it. Um No. No. <laughs> Big no on that one. Yeah. Yeah. No. We uh, are not in a PG thirteen Looney Tunes. No. But we were there. For, yeah, yeah. It just it exited the realm of reality that any film I've ever seen has been in and just decided to go full on like Tom and Jerry. <laughs> yeah, it was like or Who Framed Roger Rabbit or something like yeah. just introduced this cartoon world and then yeah, we're just supposed to accept that as things that happen in this world. Yeah. yeah. That <laughs> yeah, huh. I don't I I don't get it. And poor Harvey Keitel, what the hell is he doing in this movie? I know. He's the goddamn wolf. <laughs> He's the wolf. <laughs> yeah, wolf could... will be there shortly. <sighs> yeah, I don't I don't get it. and that scene follows possibly the best scene in the entire film where he is fighting uh, Luke Wilson's character who is keeping the glass of whiskey or whatever mm-hmm. it is perfectly still during the fight. That was really well done. Uh, well, it's it, a great uh, callbacks stuff, to um, Simon Pegg yeah. Uh, yeah. keeping his beer <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> while fighting in wor- uh, World's End. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I, I think they saw that and were like, eh, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's change it up to a <laughs> yeah. yeah, the, the only thing about it, where well, this one went up to it, is he didn't miss a drop. Play. Yeah. <laughs> it all stayed in the glass. Yeah, very true. <laughs> so, good on you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe that's why I liked it. It, just, it had that spark in my head of like oh I've seen this before and I liked it then <laughs> yeah like it will less now but uh, um, okay how about the eye scoop how did you feel about that scene I didn't care I <laughs> didn't care for that no like I mean, it, and the thing is and it was such a slow reveal like yeah. an hour later oh wait they all have two eyes no way get out of town <laughs> yeah uh, yeah cause Yeah, I I mean, I know. And the stupid thing about it is the way that they all respond to him doing it, it basically gives away how it's going to end in that, oh, no, none of us did that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. It was just such a forced gag. And then, yeah. And then the callback was so late and so lazily thrown in. Uh, yeah, it, it really was just like, what? Did you just, like, oh, the... It was full of those callbacks that were just, like I said, just... They didn't make a running gag of it. It was just, like, if we weren't, not to toot our own horns, if we weren't... I mean, we're somewhat astute film watchers. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, I think we that... We pick up could, on stuff. And so I'm not going to, I mean... There's no way to sound this out, sound like a dick. There, I, I can understand how some people would not understand the callbacks because it's been so far yeah, between that, when it was originally mentioned. Uh, there are people that don't have the best retention over. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, with the uh, the pe- the the pianist, yes. <laughs> the penisist, yes, the pianist, yes, like that. Uh, yeah, so many of those things. Uh, the one running gag there, there, uh, you got red on you was that's some mystical shit or yep. whatever. Yeah, I think we heard that four times maybe. Uh, had to have been. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it, hilarious every time. Yeah, oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> got me <laughs> every time in the in the funny bone. And the and they basically botched the final fight scene as well, because all, all it is is he's in the dark and he's shot at what once maybe twice. And like, and they did a nice 
an actually good callback as well, mm-hmm. where he's referencing something that he was told by his fiance at the beginning of the mm-hmm. film. Yes, and then you just hear, and then very slowly the flame comes up, and the guy's stuck to a wall with some knives, and that's it. Mm. That's the end there. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's in jail though now, Paul. Yeah. Well, yeah. well maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he's still down there. Oh, ridiculous 6 2. He gets out. Let's, yeah. I mean, uh, it, let's not say that. I mean, the, the saddest part I found watching this film is the plot, the act. Like not taking into account characters mm. and stuff. Oh, I never even read the plot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think we're missing. No, much. yeah. Actually, I, yeah. I want to hear this. Okay. okay. What, what is the plot? Well, th- this is according, the plot. According, according to, to IMDb. Yes, an outlaw who is raised by Native Americans. Uh, I'm sorry, Indians. First of all, that's <laughs> yeah, my first correction. We'll discovers that. that he has five half brothers. Together, the men go on a mission to find their wayward deadbeat dad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Again, not all of the film, but. Yeah, generally the idea, yeah, their dad's in trouble and they need to go save him or yeah. something along those lines. They need to get some money need to get some together. Money. What? Who cares? All right. <laughs> so, yeah. so the actual plot of this film, where the guy like, goes to save his dad, kind of a typical Western-style mm-hmm. thing. A guy has to go save someone and you know, finds out that he has all these brothers. So on the way he's learning about this family he never mm-hmm. had. And, all that. and at the end, like... Uh, they're all they are all now cemented in his family. Like that's actually not a bad story. Told terribly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's got not even told. No, yeah. I mean it's got horrible jokes. Just they either fall flat hmm. or just do not work. Like it's there's no real actually funny jokes in the film. There's, no, there yeah there are what. I would recall, like, uh, jump scares in a horror movie. You know, like, how that's not... I'm not really frightened. That's a a reflex. That is my DNA (laughs) protecting myself. Um, Much in the way, like I said, there was one or two times where I got a smile or a giggle. I think that is just a reflex of... I mean, but because it quickly wears off. You know, yeah. like, oh, that, that was stupid, though. <laughs> like, yeah. You could yeah. catch I mean, yourself like, yeah, okay, I see the inherent nature of the comedy there, but yeah. it didn't fully work. And, uh, again, talk, talking about, as we said earlier, that being people that kind of notice things, yeah. you saw a flashback for uh, Adam Sandler's character where he watches a guy shoot and kill his mother. And you see the tattoo on his hand. And so at the end of the film, that comes back like, oh, it was this guy. However, when his dad gets taken by the gang at the beginning, you see that tattoo on Danny Trejo's hand. Yeah. So. So we saw it, but he missed it. (laughs) Yeah. He missed Uh it entirely, even Mm. though he's there. Like, he's Mm. the same distance away from him. Like, I don't. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't no. don't hurt yourself trying to think no. <laughs> think how any why they did anything in this movie. Um, yeah. I, also, <laughs> I also had uh, written down smoking fox question mark groan. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was your groan one. Well, there many was, groans. Yeah, let's but see. As far as na- names, well, Adam Adam Sandler's wife is in it as never wears bra. <laughs> There's another character whose uh, name is Beaver Breath. (laughs) But as far as the main, yeah, one of the main characters, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Uh, mean, there there were a couple of points in this film where I found myself thinking, like, I'd heard of the controversy of the people walked off. Oh, as I was just saying, we need to get to that big xenophobic elephant in the room. Aside from the names, I was watching it trying to think, like, okay, what about this would make them walk off? And I couldn't. I mean, maybe there are some inaccuracies, and I don't know enough about that culture to be able to spot them. But like, they didn't seem, especially the village elder, you know, that they didn't seem to really be portraying them in a bad light or anything. Like, like maybe I think they, it was more how Sandler and his character dealt yeah, with the world I, that was offensive. I I'm guess, not one to yeah. get easily offended, but uh, I was feeling offended for them. Uh, yeah, and and. 
And Adam Sandler's character seemed to flip back and forth between trying to talk the way that a Native American would and not talking that way. Like, in well, the middle of the first film, of all, he, he lost can't it. Act. Yeah. Um, he, he had a one off and punch drunk glove. <laughs> uh, I, I would argue Big Daddy was all right. But, I mean, I mean, yeah, there's, there's there, there were good, that was a decent script and yeah. had some funny <laughs> moments, and the kid was just adorable. So, that there are a lot of reasons to like that film, but I don't think he's ever been a strong actor. Um, at least, well, I don't I've think, seen. I don't think he ha- gives a shit to be one anymore. Uh, certainly, <laughs> I think he's shown that he just wants to ha- have a good time with his friends, which he's said just as much in interviews yeah. and make a lot of money. And, uh, and you're entitled to that, I suppose. Yes. But, but where I take offense is when there are decent filmmakers out in the world trying to get people to see their films, <laughs> and it's this system that we're in that Sandler is a god, and he can keep turning out these turd balls uh, one after the next, and yeah, they, I, they make money. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't... So, <laughs> it's, I mean... I, didn't you not find it incredibly racist? No, it, it was. It definitely <laughs> I mean, was. I mean, that, it, he was even... doing a "You Smoke and Peace" pipe impression. Like the, it, it wasn't. I don't know. I didn't see Lone Ranger because of obvious reasons. Yeah, but I, I don't I mean, know what was worse as far as uh, just. I would like to. Th- I would like to <laughs> think this yeah. because I don't feel that Johnny Depp would have played it too. Racist. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't feel I don't like he would go for the mm-hmm. cheap gag. Yeah. But I pulled up some of the information here about the controversy. There was originally a report that a dozen of the actors and actresses, as well as the cultural advisor, left the set. Turns out four out of a hundred actors left the set. Mm-hmm. So obviously they felt that there was something in it, probably yeah. uh, Adam Sandler's character. Trying to see, there was one person here who said they left because the film portrayed Native Americans in a negative light and took satire too far, and the portrayal of women was degrading. I would definitely yes, agree definitely with that agree one. To that. And there were a, <laughs> a representative of Netflix responded saying, "You're gonna love this. The movie has ridiculous in the title for a reason because it is ridiculous. It is a broad satire of Western movies and the stereotypes they popularize, featuring a diverse cast that is not only part of." But in on the joke. I never saw evidence uh, that they were in <laughs> on the joke of racism or sexism. No. <laughs> or, I uh, mean, those things, it's all how it's told. It's all how it's done. The yeah. uh, prime example, like, if you're going to get offended by a film, Blazing Saddles, hello. <laughs> yeah. But done cleverly, intelligently. Yeah. And uh, accurately. And, yes. And, and nodding their heads. To the jokes. Yeah. That's the problem, I think. And Leslie Nielsen always said as well, if you're going to play these types of roles, you play it straight. There is no comedy to your portrayal. You have to play it absolutely straight to get it. Which is why Blazing Saddles did it so well, because there's no them trying to be funny. It's just they are funny because of... Because of how absurd they are. Yes. Yes. So don't... Yeah. I mean, I love Netflix. <laughs> of course, I am in modern America. But don't tell me it's because... that You can't say a blanket statement like, Well, Ridiculous is the title. That gives us a free reign to be as stupid as we want to be <laughs> and offensive as we want to be. Well, it's called Ridiculous. Yeah. Don't. No. That does not fly. That does not uh, hold water with me at all. Yeah, that's kind of like... Saying, well, the reason there's only one alien in Alien is because it's called Alien. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. If we're going to be doing these literal representations of all of the film titles, then a lot of the films that are out there are just going to be incredibly boring. Like, it's just... Exactly. Like, I don't... I don't get it. Um, There's a little bit more here where it says one of the other Native American actors, oddly named Ricky Lee... Um, said that uh, previous reports have been exaggerated and uh, like load, 150 extras were, like stayed there, kept working, they were mm-hmm. fine and uh, before the rap party he and several others were actually approached by Sandler specifically to speak out and talk about this controversy mm-hmm. again, so at least he was aware that um, there are these people that had left and there was bad blood and he wanted to make sure that people were talking about it, so 
fair enough on him, I, I guess. I mean, I, I he caused it in the first place, but still. Um, and according to the actor, those who left lay raised legitimate issues, but it was the wrong battlefield. What does that uh, mean? No, I, I don't know. <laughs> but I don't that, know. that is what he said. I don't believe Sandler cared. Otherwise, he would spend more time writing a script worthwhile. Uh, <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh, I... I genuinely don't really have any saving graces for this film. I guess the only thing I could say is the music wasn't bad. Do, do you have any issues with the music? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they had, you know, a nice typical Western uh, suite at the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the font was alright. <laughs> I'm really stretching yeah, here. No. Yeah, <laughs> the I, Western font I, was alright. I, I have no issues with the font. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, mean, uh, I, I guess I still don't understand how he was able to get all of the actors I mean I I guess the same thing could be said for A Million Ways to Die in the West that mm. that thing tanked and it was filled with loads of, it had Liam Neeson in it like, <laughs> I don't well yeah time and time again you can't just throw your movie full of actors that are known entities and have it work you gotta do a little more legwork than yeah. that but and the, it yeah. Oh, one one example that I had of just horrible writing and all that is things such as let's see the one of the first things that the Left Eye Gang, as they are known, say to Adam Sandler's fiance, who is Smoking Fox, uh, they call her Poker Hot Tits. And then there's another thing that they say later. It's like, okay, that's a reference to something in the 1900s. Like, oh, <laughs> there were so many. Thank you. I wish I'd written these down. References to like technology or, or just cultural references that should not have existed in this time frame. Yeah. But clearly we're in a different universe in the chalkboard, different timeline where headless corpses can yeah. shoot guns for and, an hour after they die. But. Again, like Blazing Saddles handled it perfectly because the only thing that they really talked about in the film until they literally break the fourth wall mm-hmm. uh, which is the way you do it is that they mentioned something which was an ongoing lawsuit mm-hmm. at the time that's fine yeah. to just randomly reference things that there is no way in hell these people would know about exactly. doesn't work <laughs> like, I don't it's just <laughs> lazy writing. That's yeah. all it is. It's very, very lazy writing. It feels like the script was written in 48 hours. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> a lot I, of nose candy was on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I'm... I'm that not did, 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 but, did. yeah. <laughs> if Sandler was there, no one else got anything. But that's... Uh, uh, that's, that's, that's a big uh, nose joke. Not a, I'm not calling him a cokehead. No, yes. Uh, although, mm. yeah, you are going to have to keep putting the word allegedly. In allegedly, the yes. Yourself. Allegedly. Throw allegedly all over. Yes. <laughs> it was for the humor, which this film had zero of. Um, but, yeah. yes, at every turn, I can't recall one instance where they didn't go for the low-hanging fruit. Uh, I would love to have seen like uh, where you think you know where the joke's going, but every time we were right. Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly where the joke went. I would love to see, oh, they didn't go for that. They actually went for something slightly clever, Or, but I cannot recall one instance of that. No, yeah, or, I'm, I'm trying to, to think it's of... It's like, oh, no, nope, this is going to be a poop joke. Yep, yeah. there's a poop joke. Oh, this is going to be a boob joke. Oh, yep, that's a boob joke. And uh, let's, let us just double check here. Rob Snyder's character... <sighs> His jokes <laughs> consisted entirely, and that might sound like an exaggeration, but it isn't, mm. of either donkey jokes mm, yes. or Mexican food jokes. <laughs> and those two came together wonderfully. Yes. Uh, uh, and, yeah, he's... It's not blackface, but he went to the tanning salon and yeah. um, drew a, a 1910s silent movie villainous moustache on himself. <laughs> yes. Got the biggest sombrero they could find. Uh-huh. And that's his outfit for the film. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's do this, shall we? <sighs> and... Yeah. I mean, there is... Okay, there is one joke in the film that is not donkey or food related. And it is when he says... <laughs> <What is> that? <laughs> he says that his mother is Spanish. 
And that was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> yeah, because, because I must have missed uh, the f- that because one. then Adam Sandler says, "I think she's Mexican," and his response is, "Lying bitch." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, classic yeah. line. And it. I mean, to be honest, I was kind of fine with the Terry Crews character saying like yes I'm not 100% white <laughs> like that, that one was alright yeah and then uh, it kept going it, yeah it that I'm not 100% going. white went for a minute it's mm-hmm. like you can get away with maybe two lines and then you want to get away from then it. that the horse is dead <laughs> yeah and you're yeah. still flogging away uh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean I, I think like that whole that character. The hanging scene. Uh, well, just the voice the whole time. It just was nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, I don't it's know. Weird, I, I but, think we should be done talking about well, this. <laughs> I, did, the, the, I guess the only other thing I can say, like I've said, I enjoyed uh, John Lovitz just because I like John Lovitz. Because it's, he's John Lovitz, yes. And Ladies. <laughs> I, I have no issue with Luke Wilson. No, I'm not quite sure why he got it wrapped up into this either, but... No, uh, no, but his character, to me, is the only not badly written character. He had a backstory... I think that's mostly to do with his acting. He's a decent actor, and uh, I've enjoyed him in almost anything he's in. His backstory, it took too long to get to it. Um, Mm, Everything in this film. I believe it's the third time he mentions, like, no, I need to talk to my dad, when they finally say... Why? And then he tells mm. them, and it like, he was Abraham Lincoln's bodyguard, <laughs> which, well, actually, which is the worst no, bit. Yeah. Is, his worst bit in the film is the flashback to Abraham Lincoln being as his bodyguard. <sighs> yeah, because that's how that went down. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, and it's uh, like he's all right. I I didn't mind him. I. That's that's what I'll say. I didn't mind it. And <laughs> that's the, I think the, as good as we can get as a compliment. And I guess I didn't really have an issue with Jorge Garcia, but he was just grunting for the entire film. So yeah. And again, apologies if that isn't how you actually say his name. I believe I'm, it is. I'm yeah, aware, Hurley so. from Law. Yeah, Lawrence, yeah. There you go. But yeah, what is Tom Hurley? <laughs> um, yeah, John Lovitz. Um, David Spade, I didn't mind for the minute or two he was around. Yes, but yeah. again, he was one of those characters that made the references that. Yeah, uh, he, I just he made the Home David Alone Spade. reference. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah right. he's the one that specifically mentions Home Alone, and then <laughs> what's the signal? It's how to cheat. <laughs> oh God! Wait a minute! A minute of ah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, Podcast Land Paul was doing the aftershave. I, I'm doing that. Thing. Alone, yeah, but yeah, I'm sure you could put that together because you have a brain, unlike this <laughs> film. Uh, and I need to really start calling this film. This, this uh, compilation of moving images. Yes. <laughs> or of still images. Yeah. Oh, my God. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah not a movie, though. Um, All right. Okay. Can we bother with a rating? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think you should, given what, <laughs> given what you are known for giving some film Well, I don't think... I mean, Mordecai is the high watermark. Nothing's... I can't top Mordecai, and, and uh, n- neither can this film as far as <laughs> awfulness goes. But it is not far off. All right, uh, so what are you going to say? Well, not far off, minus infinity. <laughs> minus infinity. <laughs> so, I would think I'd have to write, two write a formula. I think I'd have to write a formula down for that yeah. to make sense. Minus infinity, minus R to the power of two or something. Yes. Um, it is... I'm just going to go with a big old, like, minus... Twenty. <laughs> All right. minus, on a scale, mind you, that ends at that ends minus, minus ten. 10. <laughs> it is doubly as bad as I can imagine a film being. All right. Well, I, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna stick within the minus. <laughs> you can stick within the rules. Within the insert rules here, but yeah, minus nine. Right, like that. Like I said, uh, yeah, there's a couple of fair. a couple of things in it that aren't horrible. But the Do rest you recall is... off the top of your head what we gave Dread? I think I was like a minus uh, eight or something. Uh, or you were a minus. Let me see. Oh, that's because you were still between zero and ten, and I went with minus mm. thirteen. But I was uh. going between zero and twenty at the time. Okay. So for me, for <laughs> me, that would be for... <laughs> adjusted. I would say probably a minus seven. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, so that's still a top three. Okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, for me, it's... Uh, Let's never do another one of these Sandler <laughs> ones again. Let's do The Cobbler next. <laughs> well, Wait, How many pictures does he have with Netflix? Four, isn't it? In a four-picture deal? I believe so. Yeah. So oh, two more yay. to go. Hopefully one comes out before the end of this year, and then we can do that. <laughs> All right, I will, I will concede to one more. All right. <laughs> but let's watch something good on Netflix next time. Yes, Let's right. break it up. Uh, uh, well... In that case, I will quickly throw out my Netflix recommendation, which will probably be the same for you as well. Just uh, So don't watch this film, mm-hmm. but do watch, as you mentioned earlier, Making a Murderer. <sighs> I'm not finished yet, no, so I am no two spoilers episodes for me. from the end. I am four, I believe. So. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I unfortunately read... Like, I'm scrolling through Facebook, and there's one of those articles that just has uh, the headline of Jura speaks out, and I happen to read the rest of it. Um, uh, yeah, I've, I've had a little too much spoiled yeah. uh, from USA Today and Facebook, but uh, but yeah, I um, I've now gone past that point. So, oh, I, see, so I'm okay. I kind I kind of know how everything's going, and I don't know why I'm continuing to watch because I'm just going to get even more pissed off than I currently am well, watching this. But well, the one thing I will I will tell you when it comes mm-hmm. to like what might have been spoiled for you for the the Stephen Avery stuff is I have now gone past the end of the trial and there's still two more episodes to go uh-huh. so there's more stuff there okay yeah <laughs> but yes I'm just thinking how, how this will date this podcast and you're just like oh remember when everyone was a set it's like yeah, if yeah. we were talking about cereal uh, <laughs> <laughs> and not the breakfast uh, <laughs> no, yes. yeah if you get that one but, um, uh, but yeah it's uh, it's Really it's well certainly made. taking the world by storm yeah. right now. But. Really well made and uh, although I do I mean all it is hard, I think, for any document, documentary or documentarian to be uh, completely unbiased, and this series clearly has a bias. Yes, but, but I would argue that everything we've seen mm-hmm. kind of supports that. Yes, um, yeah. but I mean, I know I, I accidentally read part of an... I mean, you can't accidentally read part of an article, yeah. but I saw that and I'm like, reading, yeah. wait, wait, what am I doing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, where there are some things that are glossed over or left out of this right. um, to kind of make a point. But, yeah. yeah. You know, or, uh, a lot of times, yeah, especially I was actually talking to some people about this. It seems like what happened was when he got out of jail the first time, which is dealt with in the first episode... Mm-hmm that the documentary crew went to interview everyone then and then this stuff started happening and they were like let's keep going like so i yeah. i find it interesting actually what i find the most interesting is how much access they had and everything they were able to look at like all of this stuff that you would imagine you couldn't get they had interviews with both the prosecutors and the defense while the trial was going on yeah, you don't get that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I am amazed at how much access there is. Everything, but these, I mean, if you're not watching it, start watching it. Uh, just to meet these people is an incredible thing. Uh, yeah. I don't, I'm, I don't want to come off condescending or patronizing, but it is very interesting the lives these people lead. Uh, yeah, yeah. And just kind of the all-for-one, one-for-all culture of this family. Uh, yeah, and, and although that there's definitely some splits which are interesting to see, and back and forth as well. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's been really interesting to see, and it's also a slight commentary on how the justice system oh, can the... work. Or can't. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but when I say can work, the word can was emphasized. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it's... There are, uh, and we'll get to this uh, in our Film for Thought episode, whichever, however these get released, but there was a Last Week Tonight episode where John Oliver really took on, you know, he has a main story every week, really yeah. took on the American justice system. And it is so flawed and oh, yeah, so geared I, around towards convictions. I, I know the one you're talking about. Uh, just conviction rates, and yeah, that, who cares if you throw an innocent person in jail? There, there are, some, you know, let's yeah. get them in jail. And, I'm and, not giving any spoilers on this show because I haven't seen all of it. So, but, yeah. but and and, it, and there uh, in, in the John Oliver thing, uh, I know we'll try and do this mm-hmm. as quick as we can. Uh, he mentions things where some people end up getting arrested. And they either can't pay the fine, so have to go to jail, or which point oh, when no, they come yeah. out, they end up going back in because of something that was caused while they were in jail. 
or if they do pay the fine but they then also had to pay a lawyer to represented them and then they had to pay the state costs and then because they can't pay that they end up in jail like it's yeah. all of these lower it's, yeah if, if, people. if you're wealthy you get out on bail if you're poor you're stuck in jail yeah um, i mean but yeah he he's actually i think done two pieces on like one i think it was on jails and one was on like in prison but i think he's done it I yeah he, he, twice but I mean, um, fair enough but yes yeah, we will uh, yeah i think we need to wrap this up in a yeah. pretty little bow now <laughs> Yeah. So um, yes. Again, again, borrowing from so, uh, the worst, <laughs> the worst idea. Of don't, all watch time. Movie. <laughs> don't watch the movie. Don't watch the Watch Blazing Saddles or Three Amigos. Uh, three Amigos. That would be not Amigos. <laughs> Amigos. <laughs> Sorry, I was uh, channeling my entertainer Taylor Lautner. That, that good deep, Paul. Good. Don't don't watch Ridiculous Six. That, that kind of sounded like you were actually trying to tell everyone to. Watch the three Emilio brothers, the Estevez brothers. <laughs> Is that, oh, what happened to that third? I don't know that. Uh, but yes, those are great examples of Western satire. Um, even, you know, I'll throw Kill Bill for its nods to at least the first one to spaghetti westerns and things yeah. of that nature. But don't watch this one. No, yeah, don't. <laughs> There's nothing in it. Yeah, I mean, we, unless you I, want want some uh, bro shit, I'll say cut. If you ever do end up watching it for some reason, cut about an hour and twenty minutes in or so, and you'll get to the John Lovitz bit, and then and John Lovitz, David uh-huh. Spade, not too bad. Skip past Vanilla Ice when he's talking, and then uh, end uh-huh. it when they leave, and then you're good. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about right. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, I've been Paul. I've been Brian. Don't watch the film. Don't watch it. Bye. Started out trying to do the Universal theme and went right into Star Wars. <laughs> I was like, "You did the Universal theme." I kind of did a Mexican hat dance thing, and then you went into Star Wars. Okay, <laughs> that is our medley. Our yep. and that is staying in. Oh God, we're recording. <laughs> yeah, <we are. laughs> Murder me that, now. That's going at the end. <laughs> All right. <laughs>